0: blog talk radio Hey everybody hello November 1st, 2017, you know, I myself was a guest this week on someone else's show, the Alex Moyle Show. In case you don't know what a Moyle is, it's somebody who performs a ritual circumcisions. Now, I don't know if that's what his family background is, but that's what I know a Moyle to be. Anyway, that's. Uh, let's put that aside. I want to tell you what it's like to be interviewed, okay? And here it is. It's fun. But it's a very humbling experience, too. For instance, I'm going to give you just a couple of examples of what I mean. Alex knew that I wanted to talk about my ebook, which you can get for free at FearlessColdCalls.com. FearlessColdCalls.com. So around the 20-minute mark of the show, he just gave me the floor. You know, I was free to talk about it as much as I wanted to. And you know what? I had a lot to say. But I wasn't ready for the opportunity he gave me. I, I didn't know what to do. I did, I was saying to myself, how detailed does he want me to be? And I was confused. I choked. I choked. You know why? My problem, really, I hadn't structured a good five-minute overview of the book, or I hadn't structured a detailed discussion of any uh, particular ideas that I could use. Just throw in there when I had the opportunity. I wasn't ready. So I want you to take away two things from this little intro, okay? If you prepare for an interview, you have to structure one-minute talks and five-minute talks about the things that interest you. So if there's a gap, if there's a dead zone, if the interviewer throws the, the floor open to you, you've got something to shove in there, okay? Second thing, you've got to be willing to fail. Everybody says it, but it's true, okay? This was my second interview this year, and the last time I made even more mistakes than I did this time, Right? It doesn't feel good when you make mistakes, but if you want to be a good speaker, you've got to put yourself in a position to see your shortcomings and learn from them. So you've got to go on shows like this one, the animal show, to discover the things that you have to work on. And here's another tip for recruiters. You're candidate. In a real recruiting situation, your candidate is not a professional speaker. So just like me, she might not know exactly what kind of answer you want. So it can help if you've got a lot of specific questions to guide her when she chokes. Don't let her struggle out there in the wind, okay? But I'm going to hope that our guest today doesn't choke and depend on me to save him on Jerry. Jerry! The Recruiting Animal Thank you, Jerry! I also want to thank my sponsors, Martin Snyder. The boss over at PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software, and then Tran, Nin with an H at the end. Uh, he's the COO uh, of Higher Tool, Hiretual. H i r e t u a l. If you know, if you're an executive in the Toronto Board of Education, you can't be the COO because they banned the word chief. They thought it was uh, not diverse or insulting or something like that. <laughs> I don't get it, but uh, it's true. Nintran could not be the C O O of Higher Tool if he was here. Okay, but anyway, Higher Tool, in case you don't know it, is the super duper sourcing tool. And finally our newest sponsor, Nick Livingston, the C E O, he couldn't call himself that, of Honet, H. O. N. E. I. T. the online interview technology. I was gonna say online interview tool, but I think he's fussy about the terminology and You know, he's paying. Okay, I also want to give a shout-out to Sister Allison Cruz. You know, she listens to the show while she's running, and I kind of like that. So does Nick Mazur sometimes, so shout-out to you, Nick, if you're listening. Uh, If there's any other Animal Show runners out there, let me know. I'll mention you, too. Carla Porter told me she doesn't run, but she wants me to mention her name. Carla! Don't forget you. Okay. Now, Jerry isn't here today. He's out hunting in South Dakota or wherever, and that's good because I don't think he'd like today's show because it's not a recruiter again, okay? The guest today, I don't even know how to say his last name. It's spelled M-C-D-I-A-R-M-I-D, McDiarmid, but I think it's probably pronounced McDermott. Billy McDiarmid, are you there today? Are you here? Can you help us with that?
1: Yeah, well done. It's uh, McDermott, so uh, you, you get you were better than most animals. So.
0: Oh, good. You know what? Well, Canada's a Scottish country. Maybe that's why uh, I've got an advantage. Uh, anyway, Billy's e-m- uh, Twitter address, if you want to criticize him, and I hope you do during the show, it's Billy, B-I-L-L-Y. I like that. I like that. He's not William. He's a man of the people. He's a regular guy. But his last name is hard. M C D I A R M I D. It's not MacDairy Mid like a cow. It's like a Mid like a diary or something like that. Anyway, you know, Billy, I looked at your pictures when I was putting the preparing for the show, and you know, you've got a a very round head. I don't know if anyone has ever mentioned that to you before.
1: Uh, I I I think it's a fat head more than a round head, yeah. (laughs) Probably probably fat more than round.
0: I don't don't know you yet. I'll find out during the show (laughs) if you're a fat head. But uh, physically, (laughs) you've got a round head, okay? And that should make it easy to draw good caricatures of your face. So I'm going to advise you to take advantage of that uh, gift a gift from God to help you brand yourself, okay? Because I noticed that you don't have any drawings of yourself. You've just got regular pictures, okay? So keep that in mind. Uh, uh, Here's uh, a survey question I've been asking to start off. Uh, I want to know if uh, you've uh, been aware of any cases of sexual harassment at work uh, during the course of your career. I don't need the dirty details. I just want to know if it exists, okay? Go ahead.
1: Yes yeah it does um it does exist um it exists um you know i, I would say particularly um in, in recruitment it's been something that, that i've i've observed and um, both working in agency most of the time i've worked, worked in recruitment agencies um and in the past um i i've observed um, inappropriate behavior at uh, Christmas night out, have so observed You know inappropriate what? Behavior, let me just get, you know um, what? You, know, you didn't
0: have to talk. Oh, hold on, hold on. Listen to me. Just get to the point. You're blabbing here for a minute before you say, uh, yeah, at a Christmas party, I saw someone pinch somebody. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Wh- what kind of sexual? Yes, you've seen sexual harassment. How common is it? Common, yes, or not common?
1: I would say, in my experience, it's, it's not that common, but that's just in my experience. Okay.
0: That's all I have. I don't have any experience with it at all. I, I just really have to say, I've never been really aware of it. Uh, I, we had a boss once who used to like to uh, put his arm around. Uh, so this is for receptionist shoulders. I don't know if she liked it or not. But uh, her mother worked there too, and that was a long time ago. But that's that's the max. I don't consider that the worst thing in the world. So I just want to know what other people have have seen. Okay. Like you you saw people kissing under the mistletoe or something. You didn't like it. It sounds like okay. Uh let me see. Uh <laughs> you just moved to a new job at Candidate ID. Am I right? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, I'm going to give you a standard recruiting question. Why did you want to leave your old job? Why weren't you happy there?
1: I've worked with um Adam for um a few years on and off. I was part of the advisory board. At candidate ID, the product um worked for me, uh, working in my old business. I ran a You know the you're product. not answering the question. It was a trick.
0: Guys. It was a trick and you dodged it, you handled it well, you didn't say I, I hated my old boss, <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't stand to get out of there. You you did it. You did you did the right thing. It's frustrating when you ask a question and get someone to give a different answer. I hate it, but you know, you did the thing that everybody advises. Don't <laughs> badmouth your old Company. I don't.
1: I don't okay. hate. I don't hate my old, old boss. I love my old boss, but but I also okay. like doing something different. So. Okay. Okay.
0: What do you do? Okay.
1: Let I uh, run the debate. project.
0: Wait. Wait. Yeah. Wait. You have never been a recruiter, and yet you know you've got a, You're an expert in everything about recruiting, according to your LinkedIn profile. You've never been a recruiter. Am I right?
1: I have been a. Nope, you're wrong. I was uh, started off in 2005. I was recruiting financial advisors, recruiting mortgage brokers. I then moved over and ran um, the marketing and technology in a recruitment agency.
0: How long, uh, how long before... were you a hands-on recruiter? How long were you a hands-on recruiter?
1: I've been a hands-on recruiter for about, out of my 12 years, working in the industry for about four years.
0: Okay, good enough. Okay, so On what, off, your title yeah. now is... But, yeah, your title now is Head of Client Success. Now, I don't know why you let them hang that meaningless title on you, but I'm going to assume that your previous title, which uh, says you were in charge of recruitment marketing, sourcing, and technology, is what you're really doing. Head of Client Success. Everybody's Head of Client Success. It's a joke. Okay? What's your, what's your real job?
1: Project manager. So when we've got new clients that come on board and existing clients that work with us I manage all the projects from start to finish, Um, help them set up their campaigns, help them get it out there, make sure it works for them. If it doesn't work, yeah, fine. uh, A project
0: manager, another meaningless title, okay? (laughs) Let's forget (laughs) it. He works for a company. He works for Adam W. Gordon was on a few weeks ago, called from an airport. He didn't know any better than that, okay? And he has candidate ID, the talent pipeline. We'll get to the details on that. You had an article on your blog which people were criticizing when I posted, criticizing rightly when I posted it on my Facebook group uh, just this morning you put out the user figures for all these platforms on, uh, on you know, the internet and you said well LinkedIn didn't even make it because the figures were so low and you know you had 2 billion users for Facebook and you know, Twitter even had more than LinkedIn but really somebody said hey that's apples and oranges it, it, Facebook is full of grannies and little kids and, and LinkedIn is just professionals why did you do that?
1: Look, see, when you're going to buy a car, you don't go um, to the place where the cars are only available 25% of the time, and that's LinkedIn's problem. So you've got to go to the places where your candidates are going to be available most of the time. I'm not saying that you don't go to LinkedIn, but I'm saying you need to think about where the availability is and where people are more likely to <clears throat> respond to, to, to the messages that you're sending. Did anybody identification is Ziz- easy.
0: Uh, 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 hold on. Did anybody uh, understand his answer? Come on! I missed it entirely. It's easier to contact people from their LinkedIn profiles rather than than their Facebook profiles, which usually don't even have any uh, professional information on them.
1: Not not if they're not logged into their LinkedIn profile, and and people only long you know only one in four people log into LinkedIn once a month. So so if they're not logged in, then they're not going to see the message and they're not going to reply to the message. People are logged into Facebook 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. Uh huh. Okay,
0: well, you know what? There's, some of us don't depend on inmails. We'll see which company they're at, and we'll phone them there, right? Or we'll use something like Hire Tool, my sponsor, or one of the other email tools. In fact, I'm going to ask you about that. You've got some uh, interesting things about uh, verifying emails. But anyway, so yeah, so you've got 24-hour, 365 a year, 365 days a year access to people who don't list their professional profiles. For the most part. Am I right about that? Is that what you're saying? Or are you saying that Facebook is a fantastic recruiting platform?
1: It's one of many fantastic ways of contacting your candidates. One of many.
0: Okay, well, how, let's, which is the, the best ones? Where do you think people are going to get the most bang for their buck online?
1: Number one is work email. Number two is telephone. Number three Facebook Number four, Twitter. Number five, LinkedIn. That's my own pill, top five.
0: Okay, that's how you're going to contact them, but what sites to source them? What, you know, Don't make me struggle, okay? What sites are they going to go to to source them? I, uh, Alex asked me this week. I was the guest, and I said LinkedIn is still the primary site, although – You know, maybe GitHub and Stack Overflow are better for technical people. What's your point of view there? Don't make me wrestle with you. You're not doing bad, but area code 310 just dropped off already. We're losing people. Come on.
1: My first place I go is Google. My second place I'll go to is LinkedIn. My third place I would go to would be professional directories. So if it's lawyers, I'm going to go to lawyer directories. Financial advisors, I'm going to go to financial advisor directories um next i'll i'll pick up result Hold any other a sec. So if you're results looking that come for
0: lawyers if you're looking for lawyers you won't go to linkedin first is that what you're saying
1: correct because not all lawyers are on linkedin but all the lawyers are on the legal directories
0: mm, okay does anybody want to ask sure. them a question so far i seem to be you know sinking anybody want want to pitch in no, everybody says I never give anybody a chance. I give them tons of chances. But you know, when I need help, they're not there. Okay? Even if Jerry was here, he wouldn't be saying anything now. Okay. Let me see. What LinkedIn what LinkedIn profile though, I mean uh account, kind of account is the best account. I saw Garrett Chan today uh on Facebook and he was uh, bragging about he's using LinkedIn recruiter at his new uh, job and he's you know getting access to all these people is LinkedIn recruiter really better than uh, any of the other um, premium uh, accounts or you know do, do you need it Do you really need it because I just heard you say you'll go to Google I mean uh, first so which LinkedIn account would you advise someone to get if they have unlimited money
1: I'm on money? I'm on Sales Navigator at the moment. I don't think you need to spend any more money than Sales Navigator. It's, um, it's in the UK, it's £60 a month. Um, even the one below that, which is £40 a month, I can't remember the name of it, it's just LinkedIn Premium, is fine. All, all that I need on LinkedIn is the ability to see unlimited numbers of results. That's... That's why I go for, for those channels because I'm going to contact people on, on other methods. I tend not to use LinkedIn um, and mails as my point of contact. Uh, sorry, as my way of contacting. So so those those cheaper options are fine. If you're the type of person that, that um needs in mails, then yeah, you know, go go for recruiter. That that's fine. Personally, I don't think you need it. I don't think recruiters um need it. I think they should be looking at other ways of contacting candidates.
0: Okay but I'm talking about sourcing people right now. You said your first route is through Google. What are you using boolean strings? Is that what you're doing?
1: Yep, yep. So I'll use boolean to um identify names of people on websites. I'll use it to identify um attendee lists um at conferences or conferences where people might be might be going. Um I'll use it to find registers um of individuals, you know, of, you know what the the registers of accountants are, or registers of lawyers, or you know, is there any professional you Now, how did you learn, um, now, how did you learn to
0: be? How, uh, uh, I know you're an expert at everything you do. How did you learn to? You know, can't you be a little happier? You're bringing me down, okay? Pep up! <laughs> now, you're peppy enough, but you're just not bright enough. I, I want to feel good, okay? Smile when you answer me. Okay, look, uh, you, you're uh, searching Google, and presumably you're going to get LinkedIn profiles. You, read, you wrote an article that said that LinkedIn is going to limit the number of uh, profiles you could actually see through Google searches. Is that true?
1: Yeah, well, it did at that point, uh, which I think was last year. So with a free account, um, you can't see as many many searches anymore as you used to be able to see. Um, they've now limited, started to limit what you can see through Google unless you're actually logged in uh, to LinkedIn so so they've made a, a number of, of changes to that yeah
0: okay so if you're got a, you've got a free account but you're you're looking at it at LinkedIn through Google you're searching through Google are they going to limit the number of profiles that Google is going to show you
1: yeah, you're not going to be able to see saying? the results anymore through Google. Yeah, yeah, you can. see
0: Oh, okay, okay. Well, you know, Dean Decosta told us he doesn't have to. I asked him this question. He said he doesn't have to see the results. He just has to see the, the little bit that LinkedIn, I mean, that Google will show him of of you know the key points, and then he can contact them anyway. That's that's his workaround. Okay.
1: Cool. Okay. Nice
0: one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 That's up to you. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, let me see. Uh, you know, I got a question. I'm no. for some reason I'm talking about, I never know what I'm going to focus on, but LinkedIn requests, I keep asking everybody and I still don't know what to do. I get, uh, uh, today I got a request to connect from some guy in New Delhi. He's, uh, he's uh, an HR professional and he wants to know what the job opportunities are in Canada. You know, I'm surprised Indians don't already know that if you move here to North America, at least to Canada, you're going to be in trouble. Nobody is going to respect your designations. Uh, they're not going to you know, be interested in your experience because you don't have any local experience. You're going to have a hard time finding a job, and you're going to have to take a step back. You know, do I have to tell everybody that? Do I have to be a nice guy and explain everything to them? And secondly, you know, this guy's obviously uh, a very active networker, so I assume he's connected to a lot of people. But I'm never gonna use him. Should I just ignore press ignore? What how should I handle that?
1: Yeah, I would I would just press ignore. It's what I tend to do. Um unless someone's got a specific reason, if they've told me why, um they're they're gonna to connect to me and if they're if they're out with a country that I operate and I I work in, um there there's tons and tons of fake LinkedIn profiles trying to connect, trying to get your um email address, um, trying to get I just you know, using that email address to get access to, to other sites um online. Um I, I think you need to play it safe. I think you need to, to be ruthless. Build your network. Be
0: ruthless. In other words, be ruthless. Is that is that another way to say it? Ruthless?
1: Yeah, I, I would call it being sensible, but, yeah, be ruthless. Yeah, just, just you okay. know, when you reject, yeah, people don't that you're going to be able to use. Don't
0: worry about hurting their feelings. They might not even be real. Is that just like, a, a, you know, shooting people in a, a video game, right? Okay.
1: I think, that's, so, I think I, that's fair. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. Okay, so we're going to have to go to an ad in a second. But, you're ta- you know, did you say a second ago that Facebook is your primary way of connecting people? It went by so quickly I wasn't sure I got it. Did you say that?
1: No, but no, no, no. I think Facebook. I didn't say that. Um, uh, Facebook is a really good way of messaging people, but it's not the primary way of contacting people. Uh sorry, connecting with people, no. no.
0: Do people, if you send them a message and they're not your friend, it goes to that, you know, secondary uh, uh, listing mailbox or whatever. Do people actually check it? I n- I only started checking mine this year on a regular basis. People.
1: It's become are more they, common. Are they great? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's more common now. Um, a couple of years ago, you used to be able to pay pay a pound or a dollar. A dollar. For message to That's get through. They, expensive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, okay. they took it away, um, and now they've changed it to this inbox. But more and more people are, are, are checking it. Yeah, absolutely. And you can okay. work around and it. You, you can find shared groups, shared, uh, shared friends, that kind of thing to work around that. Okay.
0: When you, were, uh, when you were listing the various uh, platforms, you listed uh – Facebook Messenger and Facebook separately. And uh, my sponsor, Martin Snyder, asked on, online why you did that. Why did you make them separate platforms?
1: Uh, they are two separate platforms. So Facebook Messenger is actually a separate, separate application from, from Facebook. They're two different things.
0: Okay. That's a straightforward answer. So, okay. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to tell you what I'm going to ask you next. I'm going to ask you, what is Facebook remarketing? What is Facebook remarketing? But first, I'm going to do an ad, okay? Can you hold your horses for a sec? Okay. Hi, everybody. Recruiting. Thank you. Thank you, Billy. Just make yourself a little happier to help me, okay, while I'm reading my ad, okay? Just think about it for a second, okay? Now, listen, everybody. I got an email this week from a regular listener who said, Animal, it's time you add some variety to your ads for PC Recruiter. And I said, Marty. I know you own the company, but really, is this what you want on a radio show? I mean, do you want technical stuff on the Recruiting animal show? Do you want me to give people a lot of technical details they probably don't understand? Or do you want me to tell them that if you're a recruiter, PC recruiter loves you? I mean, there's so many people out there complaining about recruiters, saying awful things about us. Don't you think recruiters like to hear something reassuring sometime? And if they ask me, how do you know that PC recruiter loves me? Well, I'll say this. You know the PC recruiter loves you because they make it to be highly configurable. Configurable. I know it's a big word, but you know what it means, that whatever kind of recruiter you are, PC recruiter, is going to make sure that it's good for you. You can be a solo operator like Paul Lipman, okay, or you can be part of a big recruiting team in a big big company. whoever you are, PC recruiter will configure itself to please you That's why I always say big or small, we fit them all so check it out at pcrecruiter.net. and Martin Snyder if you don't like this ad, you don't know anything okay that's a good ad Billy, don't you agree that was a good ad?
1: That was an That was outstanding at me. Let let me
0: ask you, though. You've got a list. You've got an article of things people should be checking when they're buying an ATS, an applicant tracking system, or CRM, customer relationship management system. Are there certain things that, you know, talking to the common person as I am on this show, uh, are there certain things I I could mention that I, I didn't in that, for instance? What would you say to the average non-techie about ATS? Because I've got to tell you, that is the most popular question in the recruiting world. On my Facebook group, people asking it every week. And when they don't, Jerry puts it up there. What ATS should I get, right? He just does it for fun, but there's people doing it for real. What are the key issues for yes. the ordinary person?
1: Do you know what people forget about is ask your recruiters, ask the people who are actually going to use the system every day What do they what do they want what makes it a simple and easy system to use. Now, I've worked for small recruitment businesses. The the last business that I worked for had 45 people. So, you know, it's not particularly difficult to do that. But even in a small business, the biggest complaint I used to get from recruiters was that the systems are too complicated, that they've got too many features that they actually don't need to use on a day-to-day basis. So actually ask your recruiters, what functions do they actually use um, on a day-to-day basis? What systems, you know, are they using the? Uh, sorry, what features do they actually want that the system? Well, tell me what, what what
0: what kind of things. Let's be brief about this. But what kind of things are often included that recruiters aren't really interested in? That you know, some person in the ivory tower, you know, got sold on.
1: Um, what do they, what do they not want? I, I, I think that some of the some of the searching is too complicated. Um, it, it's overly um, overly complex. Um, there's too many. Um, you know, advanced features, you know, there's too many features that try and build the search for you, you know, so absolutely you don't need a system to build Boolean for you because is pretty easy. So, you know, why don't you just train your recruiters to no, do no, Boolean No, I disagree with you. you know, I'm gonna be doing an ad Boolean,
0: so. I'm gonna be doing an ad in a few minutes. It said dummies can't do Boolean, that's why they should go and buy Higher Tool, because Higher Tool built it for them. Okay. So listen Listen, what's, what's Facebook <laughs> remarketing? What's Facebook re- Oh, How did you learn to use, be a Boolean expert? Did you take one of the courses?
1: I learned in university, bizarrely, um, when I was doing my thesis. Um, so I learned how to use Boolean when I was researching articles for, for my thesis. Um, does, that my mean you taught yourself, job,
0: does that mean you taught yourself, or they had a class where they taught it to you?
1: Uh, I think they had a class. It was research methods. Yeah, they had a class. Really? Oh, very good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 um. So, and then my, I, I, didn't use it again until my second job at university, which was when I started starting in recruitment. Uh. Mm. And um, our system, you know, supported us being able to do that. The, the CRM we used at the time. So, um, very, very quickly, yeah. kind of go to Enough! It. Enough! Enough! Enough!
0: Enough! 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 What's Facebook remarketing?
1: When someone visits your website um, and doesn't actually do anything um, on your website, so doesn't apply for a job, you can use Facebook remarketing to then advertise to them in Facebook to try and push them back to apply for your job or take an action on your website.
0: Okay. So when they visit your website, your website automatically captures what? Their email address or some information about them, even if they don't give you anything. Is that the basis of uh, your next move? Yes. Yeah. The stuff that yeah, you capture?
1: Yeah, pixel. It does a thing called pixel tracking. So it tracks a pixel. Facebook knows that and then serves them an advert on Facebook. Uh, based, okay, what is the Facebook
0: pixel? pixel? What, this is interesting. Let's make it interesting for the people who think they're not going to be interested. If you advertise on Facebook, you set up an advertising account, it offers you uh, a chance to put the Facebook pixel in your website. What, when I remember the first time I went there, all of a sudden I said, what's a Facebook pixel? What is it?
1: It's literally a tiny, tiny image, small, small, small image that you put on your website. That, that's it. It's as simple as that. And Facebook knows uh, when someone visits your website that they visited it because they pick it up from that image. From and it's a little bit of code that goes onto your website, uh, and that's how they use it. But literally, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny image.
0: Okay. One pixel and that by one image- pixel. Yeah, but okay, but the image. How do, so what is it? So I go to visit, you know, candidate IDs website, right? And I don't, yep. I don't put my name anywhere. I don't apply for a job. I don't apply for your, you know, white papers or ebooks or whatever you're offering. But still, you find out, you know, recruiting animal at gmail.com, whatever uh, address I'm using. That grabs. You get that. Is that what is that what you're telling me?
1: Yeah, so what it does when you um, access that site, uh, Facebook, it sends a signal back to Facebook um, based on that little image. Because you've viewed that image, Facebook knows it, it pushes a, a signal back. Okay, and, and so then it, you want
0: to – so now, now – okay, here we are. You want to put an ad and direct it to the right people on Facebook so you don't have to give them a list of people. It just automatically knows where you want it to go. I mean, how do you do that?
1: Yep, it automatically does it. Um, you can also give them a list of people if you want. So you can give them a list of email addresses um, from your STEM or ETS that you, you want to serve. Uh, show the advert to as well. You can do that if you want. Uh, you can build custom audiences so you can tell Facebook what audience you want the advert to, to, yeah, yeah, to show in front of. Yeah, but we're interested in
0: this remarketing. So hold on, I'm dragging it out. Hey, everybody, I'm sorry. I'll finish it in a second. I just, I'm not smart, okay? I need it spelled out. So now they've got this special category. I'm assuming you're telling me when you go to advertise on Facebook, they give you a whole list and they say these are the people who went to your website and didn't put any, didn't do anything there. Do you want to send them a, a, advertising? And so you say yes, and then it hits those people who've already rejected you, who've already said no, I'm not interested. It hits them again. Is that what is that what we're talking about?
1: That's it. That's spot on. And, and, but it's and does not it work?
0: that they've said no. Yeah, it does work. Sure they have. Sure they've said no. They went it, there no. and they left.
1: No, because it could be that you've just not given them enough information. It could be the need to see a little bit more, say, about the job, or they might want to see um, a blog, or they might want to see if you're working in an in house. Okay, in-house okay. Yeah. let's well, I, You know what? To, to see I, I, some I'm killing the stuff show
0: myself. I'm killing the show myself, spending you know five minutes talking about the Facebook pixel with no one understands, or even you know when I'm trying to explain it. Uh, it what, what question? What's going to make you happy? What do you want to talk about?
1: Well, I think you wanted to talk about uh, business development, um, so we can yeah, that. Yeah, I do. Okay, using, great. Using content, I do. Yeah, I I, I just got so many complaints
0: yeah. after the. I got so many complaints after the show from Merlin. He said, "Oh, what were you talking about that for?" That's not my business. I didn't get a chance, right? So um, well, maybe I shouldn't ask Billy that, but we'll talk about that in a second. I'm going to do an ad for my good friends over at Hire Tool H I R E T U A L. I don't even know why they pay me for these ads because they are so popular right now. Hire Tool, in case you've been living on the moon, okay, is a full service sourcing tool. You tell it what you want and it writes Boolean strings for you. It's not like Billy just said dummies don't know how to write good boolean strings i don't know okay so you don't have to be a you don't have to go to a scottish university and get their specialized classes you know this guy billy <laughs> he wrote on his he wrote on his linkedin profile my specialisms you know, I like guys, you know, who create their own words, but I've I never heard it before. Anyway, you don't have to take a specialism course in, in Boolean strings because HireTool creates them for you. And then it searches a whole bunch of sites, all the sites you want, Facebook, GitHub, LinkedIn, everything, okay? And then it gives you a list, and it ranks the people. These people at the top, they're the closest uh, match to what you're looking for, Uh it guesses you know this is what i think the salary range of this person's going to be and it tells you another guess you know what this person's probably ready to make a move uh you should talk to this person first okay And, and, and so people are very happy with it i mean look just today rock star ninja super recruiter amy miller she said on my Facebook group I don't use LinkedIn very much but I've been using higher tool a lot should I say it again I don't use LinkedIn very much but I've been using higher tool a lot right and look at Michael Krauss I'm almost done I use higher tool because it's fast, efficient and accurate I highly recommend it because it will save you lots of time okay so there's a guy named Nintran there's a man named Nin. N-I-N-H, okay? He's all over the place. He's on Facebook all the time. He's on Twitter. If you want to do a demo with this guy, just ask him or go to the site, HireTool.com. He will take your search. He'll do a search for you, show you how it works. He won't pressure you to buy. It's a lot of fun, and uh, I advise you to do that, HireTool.com. Okay, Billy, could you rank that ad for me on a scale of 1 to 10? How good was it?
1: I think that was a good 8.5.
0: Eight and a half. Well, what was I falling short? Good, solid eight and
1: a half. Okay. I, I think I think calling people <laughs> dummies, uh, uh, you know, I, I think that's, you know, maybe maybe um, impacting on your your target market there if you call them dummies.
0: Uh, okay you know what there's you know there's a whole in case you maybe you don't know you're in Scotland there's a whole uh you know line of books called you know recruiting for dummies uh David Perry put out executive recruiting for dummies accounting for dummies dummies is what most people know they are and so that's a, actually uh a thing that appeals to them or you know uh, there's also another line for idiots okay and and for you know the more modest people like you want me to be for beginners, okay, if if you take it like that, okay. So I disagree with you. Dummies is a selling point. It's not a, a negative. You know what? I said you have a round head, and back in the uh, English history, they had the roundheads versus the Cavaliers. Am I right about that?
1: Um, you you know better than me. I don't know much about English history, so.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, guys, I, I just knew you were going to say that, okay? Well, I don't know anything about Culloden or Scottish Scottish history either. Oh, I know
1: Culloden, yeah, I know Culloden. Yeah, yeah, that's that, your that, own history. That's, that's, that. sco- that's Scottish history. Yeah, that's not English history. That's Scottish history, history, yeah, history.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what? Search is spelled with an E, not an A. So if you say search, you're obviously wrong, okay? Sorry. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that's about, but there we go.
0: A boot. You know what? Yeah, people keep saying. Uh, Canadians say a boot. They say Canadians say a boot. I never say a boot. Scots people say a boot. There's Scottish people. I told you it's a Scottish country, so they're. You know, I guess they've been listening to the. You know, people in a certain uh, location. Southwestern Ontario has apparently a lot of Scots there, tobacco farming and stuff. Uh, more than anyone wants to know, right? Okay, but you know, what can I do? It's running through my mind. Okay, does anybody want to ask Billy a question? Uh, Are we going to move into business development? Also, you know, I did want to go through the candidate ID, talent pipeline process with you, but we've still got, you know, quite a bit of time. So business development, let's say, well, Jerry's not here. Let's say someone like me. I work on my own. I want to move into um, a new area. I want to work on executive positions uh, in uh, the automotive manufacturing sector. There's a lot of... Uh, auto parts like metal stamping companies and stuff in Southern Ontario. Uh, how would I use recruitment marketing to do that? And if he, something comes up for you quickly, let's do it. I won't drag it out.
1: Yeah, sure. I, th- I think the first thing is it's really difficult to get jobs on through cold calling um, through, through doing that now. And people certainly in, in the UK and um, Europe, people don't want to be cold called. They want to be, you know, they want a scheduled call. Uh, and the way to actually get that scheduled call is by you know starting to demonstrate that you know about their market and you know what is getting getting you know getting spoken about in their market what's been spoken about uh, events what's been spoken about in blogs and if you can take what is going on in their market if you can add something to that and talk to them about it and send them you know information about it send them a blog about it or send them a video about it then that's a really quick way of being able to build up relationships with people in your market without having to individually cold call without individually okay, having okay let me to stop let me stop let you. Let me, just give me uh, 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 I
0: told uh, I, I told I told Alex the other day you know listening is not such a good thing okay you don't let people ramble on because okay, so I have to interrupt you that's an important part of the interview and listening process interrupt the person when they've already told you enough and you don't want them to just go on and on and on okay so let me interrupt you yeah okay i told you right away i don't know anything about that industry if i have a job if someone hires me and they tell me this is what i I, i'm interested in this is what you're looking for these are the key questions i can handle that and i can pick out good people as well I can source the people, I can interview them, I can suggest this, this person I think is the best. This is the short list uh, of the people. This is what I recommend. But right now, I can't write articles about the automotive industry or the metal stamping industry or how NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, which is being, currently being uh, renegotiated, how that's going to affect their business or their careers. I don't know any of that stuff. Okay. Secondly, I don't know how to get it in front of those people. Can you solve those two problems? You just sort of skirted over.
1: If you can't write, find someone who can write because it doesn't write actually Write what I don't. I can
0: write. Can write. Don't miss the issue. I don't know anything about them. Should I just read the trade journals going and going regurgitate wrong? it? And regurgitate yeah, it for these not? guys who are already in the business?
1: Yeah. Yeah, take it, take, because it demonstrates that you're not just a recruiter. It demonstrates that you're trying to learn about about their market. So so read about it, learn about it, give them a viewpoint, give them, you've got an opinion on Stuff Animal, so tell them what your opinion not stuff is I don't on know something about. that's actually not happening there. Not stuff
0: I don't know about. I don't have opinions about stuff I don't know about. I don't know why people would want to read articles from me about the automotive industry. I'm Sorry. But that's where your idea seems to fall down to me, okay? If they want, I could write articles about recruiting, but that's different. Okay, should we stop talking about this right here and now? Uh, Where would I post those articles? No,
1: because you've contradicted yourself because you're going and and – you you told me you'll go and read about it and learn about it, so you are learning about it. So you're picking up knowledge. But not like a professional in the industry.
0: You... <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, I'm a newcomer. How do I how do I impress people who are already in the industry with my beginner's knowledge? I I read five spent five hours reading a trade journal or you know a Wikipedia article, uh, you know, and and rewriting it essentially. And these guys, oh, what is this guy? And you know, he's in kindergarten. I'm I've got a like a, a master's degree in in my business. I don't I don't, I don't see the connection there. I hear people talking about stuff if, like this. And
1: what if you don't if you don't if you don't um, if you don't feel confident in in doing that, then find someone that does because there's plenty of of people who will write about the specialist subjects in the automotive industry. So find and it doesn't have to cost you a fortune. Do you know, f- find someone that knows the industry that you're talking about. Um, and, and write for you, and, and get them to shadow write for you, and you can then. How do you send find someone who alley?
0: knows a lot about the? Uh, how do you find someone who knows about the auto industry is just waiting for there for you to go, write? You know, write an article. Go ahead. Go,
1: go to find out, go, go to the automotive websites and find out who's writing the blogs on the automotive websites, and then contact them. They're all freelance. Okay. Then, that's what they do. They're, then, they're not employed writers. They're freelance. Okay. Freelance writers. Then where do I post the,
0: Where do I post those articles? And how do I get them in front of? Uh, people do i do i go to linkedin and find a lot of uh vice presidents and senior vice presidents and directors and automotive companies in a certain geographic area and connect to them and you know beg them to uh, connect back to me is that what i do
1: yeah yeah that's that's you know that's going to be a slow burn um, and you do need to take the time to, to to build that up and do it you can get good results from a small number um, of Of connections, you know I, I when I, um, I, I ran my, my email list for about a year and a half, I had only had about five hundred people, six hundred people on it and got good results from that. Um, it takes time to to build it up. Um, the The other thing that isn't as effective with small numbers though is is um, sharing stuff on on social um, on on LinkedIn and Facebook. You need to have a really big network. You know, Ian, Ian Hamilton, who was on last week, he's got a massive number of connections on LinkedIn. Um, I think like 13,000, 14,000. So he gets good organic um, traction. He, he gets people lots of likes, lots of comments. I've got a smaller network, so I don't get as, as, as many comments. So if you've got a small network, then you probably need to spend a little bit of money advertising on LinkedIn, advertising on Facebook, just to, to get it, get it advertising started. Advertising
0: what? Advertising what?
1: Your blog that you've written, or you've got someone else to write.
0: Okay, so you don't post the articles directly necessarily. You post them on LinkedIn, but you also post ads on LinkedIn for your website. Even so, you. you and what is it? What's the ad you, going to say? Just, just.
1: You can just you can post well like,
0: no. You, yeah
1: you can post you can post um the the blog on linkedin um or facebook and then boost it um so stick a bit of money and then that'll automatically you can choose uh-huh. the audience that the blog gets highlighted to you can spend as little or as much as you want and linkedin and facebook will um push it out to that target audience
0: yeah, yeah. okay now, now here's the thing though you guys in your talent pipeline which we can talk about you you eventually when you don't wait for people to call you. If they're reading and clicking on all your stuff, okay, then you say this is a person I should call. So at that point, if I if I think see think that you know Joe Blow who's the VP of uh, you know metal stamping at Company X Y Z, okay, if if he's coming to my website a lot and I know it, I should go out and call him then, right? Not wait for him to call me. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. it's not strictly. And,
1: and that's it's not
0: strictly inbound. It's not purely inbound. Don't wait for them to call you. You still in the end no. you have to call call them.
1: Absolutely. And and that's what we, we tell our clients that use Candidate ID. You know, it doesn't stop you know, the recruiter or the sourcer doing their job. Once the person's engaged, once you know the person's actually reading your blog and reading your content, it still needs someone to then pick up the phone um, and, and have a chat with them and have that conversation.
0: Okay, you can say the company again because I know Adam W. Gordon is going to pay you depending on how many times you say the company name. Candidate ID, they're not paying me. They're not paying me. Adam Gordon was a good, he was a good guest, right? Ian, I thought was a good guest last week, and now we've got Billy here. Billy Roundhead. Okay, I have to do another ad. <laughs> do another ad, Billy. Okay, hi everyone. It's recruiting animal again for PC Recruiter. You know, PC Recruiter is part of a larger company called Main Sequence Technologies, and Marty Snyder, he's the CEO of both. That's why I talk about him, okay? And you know what? He's a man of the people. He's very accessible. He's always commenting on postings, not pastings, postings on Facebook. So if you want to ask him about applicant tracking systems, he's out there, right? And, you know, I just said everybody's interested in applicant tracking systems and CRMs. Which one should I buy? Well, you can ask him, and you know what? He won't oversell you on his own. He'll recommend it, but he'll answer all your questions, right? Right. He likes to talk about recruiting software. You can be sure about that, and he's a pleasant guy, even though he doesn't have any hair, right? He is bald. Uh, and he'll promote he'll <laughs> okay he'll promote his product as I said, but he won't, guys. When he started advertising on this show, he told me there's a lot of good recruiting software out there, animal. I mean it, okay but These are the things I think PC Recruiter does best. This is our competitive advantage, and he said it sincerely. So uh, in case you don't know what the competitive advantage is, I'll just tell you very briefly. There's different kinds of recruiting. There's direct employment. There's temp staffing. There's headhunting. Okay? Lots of companies say they make software that suits all of them, but PC Recruiter does it for real because it's very – I'll say it again. Configurable. You can say that word if you try, Billy. I told you I don't overestimate the ability of my audience. Configurable. <laughs> it that means that they'll make it fit your needs. Okay. You can be a one-person shop. You can have 30 recruiters and sourcers. They'll configure it. They'll shape it to suit you. So go check out PC Recruiter at PCRecruiter.net and tell them Recruiting Animal sent you. And Billy. You know, Billy won't. He didn't send you, but he was on the show as well, okay? I got one more ad to do at the very end from another nice uh, person, uh, Nick Livingston. I'll get to him in a second. You know what? You are a fan of Block Spring. Uh, You know what? I didn't finish talking about that biz dev, but maybe if we have time, we'll come back. This Block Spring, what is it exactly? Dean DaCosta... Uh, was the one I think who introduced it to the masses. Uh, he always talks about it, but you know he talks very quickly, and uh, I, I never figured out what it is. Can you tell us slowly what Block Spring is? And you know, for this humble recruiter that I, people like myself, who aren't geniuses like you, and didn't go to Scottish University, although I went to a Canadian University, okay, but I took all the wrong subjects, okay. But people, you know, who aren't nerds, they want to know about Block Spring. Can you help us, Billy, please?
1: Yeah, I think it was Aaron, Aaron Lince, that, that told me um, about it, first of all. Basically, what you can do is if you've got yeah, one... Yeah, but you're an insider.
0: Um, you didn't listen to me. I said, Dean DaCosta, you know, he gave it to the masses. I'm glad you, you know, uh, gave Aaron, it's not Adam, it's Aaron Lynz, okay? You gave him a nod. He's maybe the guy who found out about it first and started talking about it to the secret circle. He wants to keep, just for your information, he wants to keep me out of the secret circle. And that's the truth said it in writing, okay, even I forgave him, but only partly. Okay, but you know, the masses. Dean brought it to the masses. Now you have to explain it to the masses. This is your stage. Go ahead.
1: So if you've got one application on the internet, you've got another application on the internet, BlockSpring lets you connect the two applications together and use them jointly. Um, It means you can easily do things on spreadsheets, um, uh, download them, make them, put them into a format that, that's really useful. So you can connect... So hold on um, a second. Wait, 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 yep. wait,
0: wait, wait. You know what? I'm going to cut this short. I won't drag it out because, you know, it sounds like I'm going to have to. You said that connects to websites. It's meaningless to me. Are you telling me that if you've got a spreadsheet and you've got a website with information you want, Blockspring helps you transfer the information from the website to the spreadsheet online, like, uh, you know, the Google uh, spreadsheet. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yep, some some parts of Blockspring let you do that. Some uh, parts of Blockspring let you build um, email addresses and validate them automatically. Some parts of Blockspring let you search uh, on Bing and, and pull the results into a spreadsheet automatically.
0: Yeah, that, that's a useless uh, well uh, we're moving forward towards a, an understanding <laughs> of it sounds like you have to sounds like you have to you know you could have you know I don't know given a better example and a clear example we'll leave it for now you also like this ifttt ifttt you know i've seen the name mentioned for years and i don't know what it does can you give us an example very quickly uh, in fact you've got this thing of a a twitter hack uh, using IFTT I can read it from your website. I've got it right here in front of me. Do you want to explain it this IFTTT and, you know, is it really going to help us?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't use IFTTT uh, anymore. I use um, Zapier. Um instead, um again Zapier lets you just just automate tasks. So, um for example, from candidate ID, um um we can automatically um you know, if if something happens in Candidate ID, then we can automatically push um, candidate information into our CRM system, for example. So that's one way that we use we use the API. Yeah, it's actually, okay. Linked, you know, these, are, too, to these are just ID. too
0: complex. These are these are not as simple as you know, simple uh, Chrome extensions that people can just install. And yeah, okay. What about email Hippo? You're a huge fan of that, apparently.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get really good. Um, good way of working in volume. Um, if you want to in you know, a high volume, um, come up with lots of different email addresses um, in, a, in a really short no, period no, of time. No, no, I thought it's not what 100% it is, perfect, you, said, but...
0: wait, you said it's an email validation program. So you've got the yep. email addresses, you just want to see if they really work. Is that right?
1: It does that as well, yeah. So it does both Both for you. Um, we use email hippo, so when clients come to us with their, their stale Trap ATS data, um, you know that they've not used for five years. We'll run their data through Email Hippo to check whether uh-huh. the email addresses are still valid or not.
0: Uh-huh. I'm not promoting a competitor to Hire Tool, but am I by, by focusing on Email Hippo?
1: Nope, no, absolutely. Hire okay. Tool's um, a fantastic, uh, really, really good tool. Email Hippo is a different tool. Yeah.
0: So. Okay, different. Very different Yeah. Thing. Okay. Okay. Now, you've also got uh, a bunch of tools, you say, tools you'll like. SEMrush, uh, Google Custom Search Engine, Canva, Hello Talent, uh, Data Scraper. Is there something in there that you could – some dummy, okay? Use me as an example if you want to. It's a metaphoric term. That I can listen to you for two minutes and then go out and use it and benefit from it, you know? Can you go through Uh, one of
1: these tools? yeah. Uh, yeah, Hello Talent Chrome extension. You install it and it allows you to um, capture name, uh, first name, last name, company name, and job title from LinkedIn profiles and save it in a database. So, Hello okay, Talent, really easy, it, up and running it, it, within two minutes. Easy peasy.
0: Okay, but is that, is that on the danger list with LinkedIn? Sounds like that. It might be, is it? <laughs>
1: Nope, it's really, really safe. Uh, works really well. Uh, the guys uh, in France that run it have done a, a really good job at making sure that it still sticks to LinkedIn's terms and conditions.
0: Okay, let's talk about the candidate ID talent pipeline process now. I've got you've got you know right behind you on your on your LinkedIn profile. You you, you don't sound happy, Billy. I got to keep saying it. Like, what's your score? You know, we were only got seven minutes left. I should have asked you on a scale of one to ten. I don't think you're feeling more than a five about this show right now i'd like to <laughs> move you up to a i'd like to move you up to a six and you know there's an article i read that said you could tell a lot more uh on this just you know phone about what other people are feeling than you know with video uh videos distracts you so i i have a good sense of where you stand i'm going to say you're a five how can we move you to a six in the next five minutes talking about candidate yeah, i
1: I'm actually an 8. I am happy. Do you know I I, oh, yeah. I I I just when I'm thinking when I'm thinking maybe I just don't sound happy. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. But, but you know I, am I have happy. to thank um, Billy.
0: You know Billy is a tech guy. I didn't know whether to go with a uh, um a Microsoft product or with the Google applications uh um offering a few years ago and I asked Billy and he said Google go with Google because you can create all these um different uh email uh email accounts for your different domain names and they give you a terabyte of uh of online um storage space for you know like ten bucks a month so ten bucks canadian i think so thank you billy that that uh, was great i really appreciated that okay so candidate, the candidate that, yeah i don't know if you remember but the talent i d uh uh the talent pipeline process you've got five steps identify your target candidates very briefly. How are you doing that? Um,
1: Just by regular you're sourcing? Yeah, sourcing your own existing database, uh, retargeting, referrals, advertising, all the normal ways we do it.
0: Okay. Then you create inspirational nurture content. I know Martin Snyder, my sponsor, made fun of that term on on uh, Facebook. What does it mean, inspirational nurture content? I, I tend to – sounds like, you know, baby food. Uh, what does it mean?
1: Do you know, people People don't like um, employer brand content all the time. They like to read interesting stuff about your company. Um, a good example for me, I like Spotify. Spotify are probably my favorite company. And the reason I like them because they send me really interesting stuff. They send me really interesting stuff about the bands that I like. Um, they, they send me really interesting stuff about the music that I listen to, and send me um, send me statistics based on, on on that kind of stuff. So I actually, send people some interesting interesting content. Send them some insights. Send them something about their industry that they don't know about. We work with Specsavers, who are an opticians um, in UK and Europe. They send out uh-huh. optometrists um information about um leading optometrist um guys, you know, people who are leaders in their field, who are experts um in their field. So send them out stuff that people actually want to In people will learn. And from. You
0: might have to go to some blogger to a specialist blogger to hire him or her to do that for you. That's yep. what you told me a few minutes ago. Okay? Now yep. so you've and got we do, that. Heart, we you- do
1: that We actually do that at candidate ID as well. So
0: Oh really? Do okay. Do so y- yep. you've yep. sourced a bunch of people You've sourced a bunch of people. You've written, you've hired someone to write the content for you. Now you build, that's step three, a content map. What's that exactly? I'm going to how about if I guess, is that the recruiting funnel? You give them different kinds of information as they progress in their relationship. The more they read, the more you, you change the, uh, the kind of content. Is that what a content map is?
1: The content map is what you're going to send. Why are you going to send it, and when you're going to send it? It's as simple as that. And if you tick all those three three boxes, the most important is the you why. Know what what, what I explained, content, listen, should...
0: uh, uh, hold on. What I explained clearly meant something to somebody. I didn't really finish off, like what the difference of different kinds of information you're sending at the beginning. It's it's more general, then it's more specific about the company, et cetera. Is that what you're talking about? Because what you said meant nothing. Okay.
1: What's a content map? Well, it's what you're going to send, why you're going to send it, and when you're, when you're going to send it. That's what a content map is. And the why is what you're talking about. is talking about the funnel. So if you, if you're, if you want to raise awareness, uh, if you want to raise awareness of your company and brand, that's a different type of content from the bottom of funnel content, which will be you, you want to convert that person from Joe public into an applicant. So that's okay. a bit so the, the content you map need to is think about why you're sending things.
0: Okay, but the content map is essentially uh the funnel, right? It's a map of the funnel. Is that right? The progressive relationship and the different kinds of content you're sending someone as they get to know more about you. Is that is that what it is?
1: Yep. That's it.
0: Okay, let's not not fight about it, okay? well, Then you build a score. (laughs) Number four, we're almost done. We're at the end of the show, right? So you want to – I took us off on a diversion by arguing with you. Sorry, okay? Sorry, everybody. Two more points. Build a scoring model. Now, from what I understand, the more someone clicks on your stuff, uh, the higher score you give them, And, and, and it scores the level of interest in your company. Is that what the scoring model is? What do you mean, scoring model?
1: Yep, that's it, but different types of content will have a different score. Um, so if someone just reads uh-huh. the a blog, then that'll be a different number of points If they, compared to if they, they read a job description. You know, if they've, they've read the job description more than once, then they'll gain more points, and that would indicate that they're more likely um, to be ready to talk about a job.
0: Okay, so if I was doing this on my own, right, I wouldn't necessarily, and people were coming, they they actually bought into that blog that I, I hired. I'm used to writing my own stuff. I don't know if I, you know, I'd have to get used to the idea of hiring somebody else. But let's say I had something, people found it interesting. They kept coming to my new automotive blog, and uh, I wouldn't necessarily know who's coming there. Uh, uh, how many times you know what they're you know clicking on or i wouldn't be able to do that without some special service i imagine that's uh, that's what i was thinking of when you were talking about it so here you can identify the person you can score their level of interest the final point is the automatic automated pipeline nurturing again we see this nurturing what is automated pipeline nurturing
1: basically that means you that that will help you decide what you then want to do next so if someone scores really highly then we can send an automatic email about a job um if they are based in a certain location then we could send them a specific job based uh, in that location um if they really like um video content you know so if they always read videos uh, sorry, always watch videos, then we can just send them out video content all the time instead of um, send them out blogs. Okay, and, and the so software, you the, don't have
0: to do that manually. The the software figures that out itself?
1: When, once you set up the software to do it, um, it will do it continuously for you. So you do have to set it up at first. It, it doesn't do it automatically.
0: Okay. okay. Okay, I'm going to do one more ad, okay? But you can stay while I finish it because we're at the end of the show. Okay, and think about any message that you'd like people to take away. You know, oh, Billy told me that, okay? You want them to say, oh, I heard Billy said that on the Recruiting Animals show. Okay, just think
1: about it, okay, while I do this.
0: Okay. Hey everybody, recruiting animal here for my newest sponsor, Honet. H O N E I T. And uh, I told you last week that I I've been talking about it for a little while. Today I actually start billing them. Uh, you know, but I, I didn't do that much work into this ad. But we'll see how it works. Okay, Billy? Uh, not Billy. Nick. <laughs> Nick is my sponsor. <laughs> Maybe if he doesn't want to pay for this one, send me an email if you don't like it. Okay, Nick. He says, "Look," he said. Animal, could you refer to hone it as phone interview technology? He said, "There's tons of web-based." And video-based interviewing tools, but what makes Honeit unique is that it's centered around the phone conversations that recruiters are already having each day. Now, I don't understand, you know, what his complaint is here. You go to the website, Honeit.com, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. You have a conversation with your candidate there. It's fully recorded, and there's certain key questions that you know are really important. You press a little button before you ask the question and it records that and you press it when you're finished talking about that topic and it creates a clip. So when you send it to the hiring manager, whoever is making the decision about the candidate, the key stuff is already separated from the bulk of the whole conversation. And there's something else, okay, that I didn't know. A full transcript of the conversation is created, so it's easy to read if you don't want to listen, and it's searchable. You know, you can search by keywords as well, okay? No more taking notes, Nick says. Never forget a detail. When you hear a great answer, share it with the hiring manager. Those are the clips he's referring to there, okay? Hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T, Nick Livingston is the CEO's name. And you know, uh he doesn't have a round head, he's got a baby face. Okay, that's his distinctive feature. Um just, you know, in case you're <laughs> interested. Okay. Now did you think about what your message did you think about what your message is for the recruiting world? Okay?
1: Yeah, my 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 message is don't don't send jobs by email, send people content they actually want to read. That's my message to the okay. recruitment world.
0: Oh, okay. I'd have to flesh it out with you. But you know what? I'd like you to come back another time. I'm sure you've got a lot more (laughs) stuff. You've got stuff I could drag out of you if I really wanted to, okay? Billy, after knowing you all these years, uh, it must be at least three years that I've known you, I actually had a chance to oh, talk
1: Oh, it must be, you. yeah, yeah, must be.
0: Thank you very much for coming on the show, and it's kind of a unique show. Not one person interrupted. You know, usually they're beating uh, me to, you know, shut up and, you know, get out of the way, let them talk. Uh, Jerry says every question I ask is stupid. He wasn't here today. You didn't have to go through all that. Billy McC D I R A M E I D. Thank you. Oh, kiss me, man. Bill was okay, Animal was okay, but the show itself, I just
1: same old I, thing.
0: As a recruiter, there's there's nothing I'm going to now take to my desk and I am in a state of constant listening, learning and applying. That's my thing. I got nothing from this show. I'm not going to do
1: anything new. That's what I'm looking for in
0: my learning phase of my career.